Roadman, it's stage 12 of the Giro d'Italia. Let's cue that intro. The big question is this. How do we use cycling as a tool to improve our health, our happiness, and our longevity? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Anthony Walsh, and welcome to the Roadman Podcast. Roadmen, welcome back. It's stage 12 of the Giro d'Italia. We're winding our way through this Giro d'Italia. Can't believe it's 12 days in. I'm kind of settling into this uh, podcast on location in Girona. I'm enjoying it, have my little setup. Uh, trying to always with the podcast, uh, you're trying to be conscious of audio quality. And so back home, I've the podcast set up, soundproofed walls, but when you're away, you're really trying to MacGyver the place. So I've like surrounded by pillows and duvets and soft furnishings to try and ease the soothing tones across the airwaves to you guys. So hopefully it's working out quite well. Today we went stage 12 from the beautiful Siena to Bagno de Ronga, 212 kilometers with 3,700 meters of climbing, including a cat tree climb only five kilometers from the finish. Before I dive in and tell you all about it, let me just remind you about Patreon as always. Patreon's how you support the podcast. We need Patreon contributions now more than ever. The cadence of the podcast, it's up. It's every day for three weeks during the Giro d'Italia. So we really depend on your support. It's not just a soundbite that I throw in at the start of every podcast. It's because it's necessary and it's the lifeblood that keeps this podcast rolling. So if you'd like to make a small donation, I'm talking the price of a pint of beer. Who can't afford the price of a pint of beer? Once a month, all you have to do is head on over to patreon.com forward slash Anthony underscore Walsh. The link is in the bio and make a small donation. So the race today was dominated by a 16-man move. And there were some decent names in it. George Bennett was in it from Jumbo Visma, Brambia from Trek, Diego Ulysse, Chris Hamilton from DSM, Jeffrey Bouchard, AG2R, Vendrame, AG2R. Uh, who else was in it? Uh, we'd Guy Nev from Israel Startup Nation, Carpenerts, who seems to be in every single break at the moment, Dries de Bont, who was in the break yesterday as well, from the Belgian champion from Alpes and Phoenix. Won't bore you with the rest of the 16 names that were in it. Uh, but what it came down to in the end was a four man group coming to the line with uh, Vendrame from AG2R, Chris Hamilton from DSM, George Bennett, and Brambia. And what happened in the run into this, it's worth going back and watching the last three kilometers. What happened in the run in is just the massive case of self-sabotage. One of the biggest cases of self-sabotage that I've seen in a long time from two experienced riders. And I don't know what the fuck they were up to. George Bennett and Gianluca Brambia from Lotto and Trek, two World Tour teams, they managed to get themselves dropped from the break inside the last 2K by just bitter pettiness and grievances between the two of them. So I can't even remember who started it. So someone, I think it was Brambia, was in third wheel. And he swung to the right to let a gap open to the front two and wanted George Bennett to come through one spot ahead of him and just, just move up one spot ahead of him. And now he was trying to be coy and get the last position in the group coming into the finish. George Bennett didn't oblige, so he slowed down. So the gap went from a bike length to two bike lengths to three bike lengths. 
Now we had these two, what can only be described as juveniles, figuring out, going, well, I'm not going to blink first. You close the gap. It's four bike lengths. You close it. That's going to cost me a tiny bit of energy. You close it. Then it went to 10 bike lengths. Then it went to 10 seconds. Then it went to 15 seconds. And before you know it, the race is over. And the two lads have, in cycling, what we call taking themselves out the back. And it, the pettiness didn't end there. And I, I knew it was going to happen. So uh, Vendrame won the sprint easy for the stage over Chris Hamilton from DSM, the ex-mountain biker. But the sprint for Tord was always going to be comical. So Brambia opened up the sprint, left a gap on his left. And as soon as George Bennett tried to come through the gap, Brambia chopped him, nearly crashed him and closed the gap. He subsequently got disqualified for it and relegated to fourth position. So the pettiness continued into the press conferences where Brambia said after, I love interviews like this. He started the interview with, I've nothing to say, and then went on to quite give quite a long statement. Uh, but the highlight of it is basically, uh, just ask George Bennett how to lose a race. Sometimes it's better to watch some racing on TV so you can learn how to do it. Don't even know what he means. Uh, George Bennett said, today was an opportunity, and like I said, we gambled for the win. We're not here to close every gap that end up third or fourth in the sprint. Stage hunting and breakaways is not normally what I do, and maybe it takes a while to get for the feel for that a little bit. I think the stages as we head into the big mountains are be more about legs than playing games, tactics, cat and mouse. So hopefully that's a bit more for me. Yeah, Bennett's had weird legs for this race because he hasn't been able to follow the GC moves, but he seems good enough to get into the breaks. I actually think he'll win a stage at some point in this race. Uh, he missed the chance today. I don't think he would have won the sprint anyway. Uh, Andre Vendrame from AG2R is quite a fast sprinter. So yeah, but it was just... If you're watching it and you're a bike racer, even a Cat 4 bike racer, it's just what not to do coming into the end of a bike race. It's so much easier to just close one bike length than to take a principled stance and throw away 200 kilometers in the break. That was bananas. And then the last talking point from today's stage, which is another interesting one, we had a Cat 3 climb 5K from the finish sort of a wet twisty descent and the shark came over the top Vincenzo Nibali came over the top of the Ineos train who'd done a great job again all day protecting Bernal keeping him out of the wind keeping him fed sheltered and they'll do more of the same tomorrow ahead of that Zonkelong stage on Saturday but Nibali attacked over the top of the descent and he railed the descent and I don't know why they didn't let him go because they had three kilometres false flat into the finish where they would have closed most of his gap and he's four minutes back on GC and he was going solo. It was an ego move from Vincenzo. He tried to bait them into following. And largely they didn't follow, but Moscon did follow. Moscon tried to follow Nibli. And as so often happens when people try and follow Nibli, Moscon crashed. And it looks like Moscon crashed pretty heavy from what I can see. Nibli baited him into it and he took the bait, hook, line and sinker. Nibli's not looking for somebody to crash but he's looking to make people uncomfortable. And a result of making him uncomfortable was he crashed. We've seen this last year in, was it Lombardia, where Nibli forced the pressure on the descent and Remco Evenpool ended up going over the bridge. And you know, people aren't comfortable descending at the speed Nibli descends at. But now, tactically, moving into the more difficult last two weeks of the race, we have Ciccone, who we've talked about as a possible GC podium. He's got an advantage now. Everyone outside Ineos has an advantage now because Moscon has been one of the strongest, if not the strongest lieutenant for Bernal. 
in the race so far and he's after taking a pretty big hit so you would have to say tactically Nibli played it great today <clears throat> Ineos didn't need to get baited into it but Moscon did it seems like Bernal knew what was what and I seen him after the race and he said uh, that after the scent was four kilometers of flat to the finish and I still had teammates with me so uh, when Nibali started taking the descent really hard I knew he could only gain a few seconds advantage I didn't want to take the risk of falling for that few seconds we let him go and we managed a gap he's certainly a great rider I need to pay attention to him though Bernal's just starting to sound more and more like a champion every time I hear him talking really like Bernal uh, one of my favourite riders in the bunch at the moment so Bernal is leading this race 48 hours he's been battling for 48 hours oh my god melt water in the amount of time he's been on the bike 48 hours and he's 45 seconds ahead of Vlasov 112 ahead of Caruso Hugh Carty's in fourth at 117 with Simon Yates at 122 tomorrow we've a 198 kilometre stage from Ravina to Verona and it is pan flat so expect the sprinters minus Caleb Hewn to come out in force tomorrow and tag on to defend that points jersey it's going to be an interesting one roadman and you know what i'm going to talk to you all then hey everybody it's anthony again really quick i want to invite you to join arguably the best thing i've ever put out inside the roadman community it's a challenge it's a challenge called the 14 day kickstart challenge so regardless of where your fitness is at right now this is going to be the catalyst for making you faster and making you leaner I've created this challenge to take the guesswork out of everything. It's 14 days of training plans, regardless of what your level is. There's masters, beginner, advanced. There's meal plans, shopping list, and even a video course holding your hand and talking you through it all. So what I recommend you do right now is just stop everything, press pause on this audio, and go to roadmancycling.com forward slash 14 day, or check out the link in the bio. That's roadmancycling.com slash 14 day.